Hot Mornings with Ryan DeLon and Tara Fox. You guys are the best. 7 to 10 a.m. You dangerous. Hot Radio Maine. Thank you. I love you. Bye. Love you too. <laughs> Maine's Hit Music Show. Happy National Cocktail Day. Celebrate all your favorite cocktails on March 24th. Today, National Cocktail Day ushers in all the best ways to savor a beverage at the end of a long workday. Not to be confused, Tara, with World Cocktail Day, which is on May 13th, all right? Oh, I thought you were going to say not to be confused with a mixed drink. A mixed drink is different than a cocktail, right? I think so. Cocktails like fancier, right? Yeah, a mixed drink is like a tequila soda. That's not, not right? that's not a cocktail. That's just a mixed no, drink. That's just a mixed drink. What's your go-to cocktail if you're feeling um, fancy? If I'm feeling fancy, I always go with a painkiller. It's so good and it just tastes like summer. It tastes like I'm on a tropical pain island. Painkiller sounds like spring break to me. I mean, I didn't know what a painkiller was. When I was on spring break, I was just like drinking whatever I could get my hands on. But this is like a little high class. It's It has the cream, the coconut cream in it. There's a little dash of nutmeg. There's some pineapple juice. There's rum. It's really good. I don't know if I've actually had a traditional painkiller, but I have, I believe Hyrule has. Oh my like God, the, theirs was so good. They have the frozen painkiller. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, which I can't wait for warmer weather and frozen drinks. That's going to be amazing. My go-to cocktail, Negroni. That's what I'm feeling for fancy what is that is there wine in that i know there's gin in it and then vermouth in there and uh it's garnished with an orange peel and there's uh one other thing um in there as well i usually uh get an orange peel the orange peels yeah that's the garnish that's my feeling fancy maybe uh having some italian food why did i think a negroni was like sangria i'm, I'm looking at it right now and it looks like a really hard drink yeah there's a little bit of like uh I think there's like bitters in there as well. It's an Italian. Uh, What's Campari? Is that a kind of alcohol or that's, is that fruit? That's the bitters. Campari Ew. is the type of bitters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, could never be a bartender. I don't know what anything is. <laughs> I don't even know what vermouth is. Like, is vermouth to dry it out? I don't know. I'm not a bartender know. either. I just know I like the taste of a Negroni. I know sometimes people get a martini and they're like, no vermouth. And we I'm had like, well, uh, what is that going to do? Uh, I think the video is up on my Instagram. We had, um, you know, Dream Doll, the rapper. Yeah. Uh, we had her in here uh, and she started out as a star tender, which is like. Oh, that, what is that? It's like a celebrity bartender. Like you, people basically show up to the club for the bartenders because they're like oh, stars. So they're star tenders. That's really cool. Um, um, so she started out as a, as a star tender was one of her first gigs and she uh, so I quizzed her on mixed drinks but she was a star tender at like the strip club okay and she's like Ryan <laughs> she's like I don't know how to make these drinks they just come in a jug they're already yeah, pre-mixed yeah. I'm like, like what? we don't have these ingredients she's like you're getting too fancy she's like they don't have that at the strip club she's like you just get a Long Island iced tea it comes in a jug I pour it out it's already pre-mixed I don't know how to make it exactly <laughs> Hot Mornings with Brian DeLon and Tara Fox when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, that's that's kind of fun. I'm also interested if anybody actually became that thing. I'm sure that there's a few people that we'll talk to this morning that actually became what they wanted to be as a kid. I wanted to be a billionaire. <laughs> I want to be the next Steve Jobs. Nashville was an inspiring step forward. <laughs> that sounded just like it. <laughs> oh my God, Elizabeth, are you in here? Oh my God, the scene where she goes up to the Apple employee and it's like, it must be like nice to be a normal person and not have any goals or any ambition to do anything in life and makes her like cry. That was cry. a dig. <laughs> 
Now was it a dig? Day. I don't think it was a dig. I think she, she just so she, have social she just doesn't have social cues, and she was just like, "Oh man, like I've wanted to be a billionaire my whole life." Yeah. Well, how did that end up? We're talking about Elizabeth Holmes. I don't know. I'm only on episode four. I'll let you know how it goes. I refuse to read the Wikipedia or anything about it. It's quite the trip. Um, Nashville well, was an inspiring <laughs> step forward. When I was a little kid, uh, people would ask me, "What do you want to be when you grow up, sweetie?" And I would literally say, "Famous." <laughs> They're like, um, you have any goals, aspirations? What, like, what do you want to for, do? For what? Like, how are you going to work at it? And I, I wanted to be, I was a performer. Like I was that kid that would get my siblings all lined up for fashion show, um, runway walks in front of the whole family, performances, dance, singing contests, karaoke, anything. I, I was literally the one orchestrating the whole thing. Like I wanted to be Britney Spears. I wanted to be a pop star. I wanted to be a runway model, but I just didn't grow tall enough, but I just wanted to be a performer and then as i got a little older i realized it's not quite that simple no you don't just get discovered on the street unless you're in hollywood i can't picture you having like dance-offs as a kid i don't know why oh i dance i did dance gymnastics all the way through i was wow. singing all the time like I, I literally in my own world as a child i was famous for some reason the only thing i picture you doing is dressage <laughs> which is actually funny because i'm quite terrified of horses <laughs> I, I know that they're gentle giants, but sometimes they're not, you know? Well, you kind of like followed a little bit of that. You're on the radio. I guess, but I'm not like famous. Like I wanted to be like in the outfits on stage, like dancing, backup dancers. All of that. All of that. All I right. wanted to go on tour. Now that I'm older though, I'm like, I never want to be famous like that. My God. All like, eyes on never, you. I would never Every, want to deal with that. Everyone dissecting everything you say exactly. and I'm do and move. Sensitive. I'm so sensitive. I would not be able to handle it. Like when you were telling your story about um, when you were out to eat and you were seated next to Justin Timberlake and how everyone in the restaurant was staring, I could, I would never leave the house. Like it, I don't think I could handle it as a person. I really like my freedom. But um, in the comfort of my own home, I still uh, put together some some dances on a whim. Sometimes I just have a dance party. You're still room. doing the talent shows. Tucker's like, what are those moves? I'm like, I've been working on these moves since 1996, <laughs> okay? Amazing. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? NBA player. Basketball. Basketball, I thought I was I was gonna make it out of- Go pro. Make it out of Worcester, Massachusetts, <laughs> be the pride of Worcester and be in the NBA. Well, what happened? Play for the Celtics. Well, you know, you realize your potential, you max out at a certain point, and mine was a bench player for Division Three uh, Emerson College, and- Yeah, I was gonna ask, did you play in college? I played in college and then uh, I realized maybe radio I should focus on that a little bit more <laughs> and so then I, I quit through uh, my college when career. You went, when you went to school at Emerson and you applied and got in like did you know like okay when I graduate I want to work in radio? No. Or did you just know you wanted to work in something communications? Something communications but more so I went on a recruitment visit for basketball and I stayed with the basketball team and had a blast and I was like okay I, like, could, I could go here. I could be a part of this crew. <laughs> And so uh, see how life ends up. So I went there and I actually started in uh, like TV video production. Yeah. And then I feel like everyone in communications tries that and it's either yes, they love it or not for me. And then uh, one of the kids on the team, a couple of the kids on the team actually did the radio program and got me into that because I was a big hip hop fan and like you should come and do a show. So I went, did a show, kind of felt kind of fun, kind of fell in love with it. I actually grew up and listened to the, the radio station um, that was 
my the, college radio the college, station? The college radio station. So it was just kind of cool to be on that college radio station. Oh. And then it morphed into here we are today. I love that. Yeah. 207-807-1104. The question is When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Answer that. We'll put you in the running for little TJ tickets this morning. Alexis in Bitterford, what did you want to be when you were a kid? So when I was little I wanted to be a marine biologist and like help all the animals and like get all the plastic out of the water and stuff. But then I went to school and realized like it's biology. I don't like science. So <laughs> it did not work. Wait, and then how really old are you? Little, little. So I'm 25, about to be 26, literally in like three days. Okay, that makes so, so much sense because I have been seeing recently on Twitter, it was trending. It was like, why did all of us like younger millennials want to be marine biologists? Like what were they? showing us on tv when we were kids that was that a thing yes that was my thing i Yo, know that was my thing i've I heard so many people all the dolphins like the sharks all of them the whales all of them yeah it's probably because they were like all right these kids need to change the world there's too much plastic in the ocean they need to save us well it's very admirable that you started out with those uh those goals because i feel like me and tara over here i'm like i wanted to be a basketball player tara's <laughs> like i want to be famous and you're like i would like to be a marine biologist and do and good by the, the world, world. <laughs> yeah yeah no i really was i was that kid though i was that kid at the beach that's picking up all the plastic oh. like I grew up in Florida. Like, that's where I was born. Mm. So that's what we were doing. Me and my brother and my sister saving the animals, saving the turtles. You know what I mean? There's people out there that root for you to do that. So Here I am over here complaining because I have to use paper straws now. <laughs> I, okay, but I'm not going to lie. The cardboard ones are, are not it. They yeah, are no. not it. Although I do feel like some restaurants have like some new material straws and they're some like are firm. Some are pretty firm and they're like they're developing the technology before our eyes right now. They're getting better. Hi, Radio Maine. Hello. Good morning. I wanted to be a volcanologist when I was a, a little person. A, a what? A what? Oh, a volcanologist Bo you know, studying volcanic activity, but not because I cared about volcanoes, only because it sounded super cool. Oh, volcanologist? Like volcano? Well, I mean, I should probably Google it now that I'm an adult to see if it's a thing, but that's what I would tell people, that I was going to be a volcanologist. No, volcanologist yes. is this thing, a volcanologist, a volcano scientist, a geologist who focuses on the understanding, the formation, and eruptive activity of volcanoes. So you were right. Wow. All right. And this is free Google. So I must have learned it in school and then parroted it because I would tell everybody that's what I was going to be. I felt really good about myself because it was a really big word. So. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite uh, school projects was the paper mache volcano that you would put like the chemicals in and then he would erupt over what the paper it? mache. was it? like baking soda and vinegar. Yeah, something like that. It definitely had baking soda in it. Did you did you make one of those? We did, and I um I have a son that's in middle school now, and I've had one of those Smithsonian kits on the shelf since he was born, waiting for him to have that project at school. And I was gonna whip that out and be like, boom, life is easy because it's already all right here. And he hasn't had that project yet. Ah, so do it anymore, maybe. But you're ready to go. Who knows? Maybe in a year or two. I'm ready. Mohammed and Kittery, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a officer and uh, specifically a detective because back in my hometown my my family we own a motel so we always had um, like some things going on and the detective would come through mm. and as a kid i'd be like wow i don't see that you know so <laughs> i feel like every kid kind of went through like a phase like that like i remember watching bad boys with will smith as a kid and be like will smith makes yeah. being a cop look so cool i want to be a cop for real um what did oh, you man. what did you end up doing Right now, I'm actually gonna. I'm hopefully gonna be a PA. I'm in college right now, so that's gonna be the goal, and I'm definitely gonna do it. But right now, I'm working as an EMT. But my goal, my end goal, is a PA. 
physician assistant. So that's still like a, a job out there on the front lines with a lot of action going on. Definitely something to help the community and whatnot. So yeah, yeah, I like that. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's, that's kind of being an EMT is kind of like being a detective because you have to figure out what's happening to them. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, when you're diagnosing someone, you gotta pick out the facts and then yeah. I can see the similarities. Then- you want to go to uh, see little TJ up in Bangor? Of course. Let's make this happen. Let's hook you up with a pair of tickets. Really? Yeah, you're going to the show. Oh, really? Yeah. No, it's a prank. Do you want, do you want to secure it to somebody else? <laughs> no, no, that's crazy. I, I just didn't know when they were. The show's April 9th. The tickets we're giving them to you right now, though. You're good to go. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, congratulations. What? You're in there That's April 9th. So Cross Insurance Center. Uh, ticket giveaway is made hot in Maine by our good friends over there at Sanford Sound. Turn your boat, ATV, car, or truck into a thumping, flashing party. Voted one of the best audio and lighting shops in the country. Sanford Sound in Sanford and on Facebook. April 9th, you little TJ, you're in the building at the Cross Insurance Center Yo, in Bangor. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, man, that's crazy. Hot Radio May. Oh, Lord. Hot Mornings with Ryan DeLon and Tara Fox. Dirty on the 30. Joyner Lucas, not happy about the Lollapalooza lineup. Joyner called out the festival's organizers for placing his name in tiny little letters on the lineup claiming that less popular artists got higher billing than him and he ended up dissing Machine Gun Kelly. Well, guess what? He's not on the lineup flyer anymore. Bye-bye. <laughs> they were like, oh, you didn't like your placement? Wipe that right off. I don't think that's the way it it should be at all. Like, your rank. I, I feel like that's not how it's done anymore. Do it's you? It's definitely how it's done, for sure. Somebody is ranking the... No, I I mean, the headliner, the the headliners, obviously, they're going to be big letters because they are the headliners. But the every other artist, you think that like who's who's on the very bottom, the very last person. I love reading the names of the bottom because I'm like, Cheds. Like, who's that? I don't know. No idea. Ask me in three years. Maybe he'll or he or she will be headlining. See people on here where I'm like, Jax Jones. I'm like, oh, I love Jax Jones. And I'm like, you probably have no idea who that is. No. I, everyone has their own Well, like following. I said, I thought Joyner Lucas should have been ahead of Tanache. And you're like, I'd like, rather see no Tanache than Joyner Lucas. So everybody has their own thing. And if, especially if you're Joyner Lucas, you think that you're better than everybody else. <laughs> Um, jo- great look. Joiner called MGK Goofy. MGK is one of the headliners of uh, Lollapalooza. He said Goofy, and then he said, "What my brother Marshall did to Machine Gun Kelly is light compared to what's waiting if you want to walk down the street with me. Ain't nobody worried about a expletive who paints his nails." Foh, Machine Gun Kelly's just on the lineup. I don't know, like he's not the organizer of the festival. I don't know why he decided to go at him. I know that Joiner and and M have worked together on something, but it just seems like a strange target at that point. Yeah. And I, I don't like the narrative. I'm, I'm not about it. Like You don't I, like the nail, like calling him out for painting his like, nails. D- don't call someone out for that. Like that makes you look like a loser. Also, I just Googled Bucky Cheds. Fun fact, King's goalie, like the hockey team. Yeah. It's, the, it's their goalie. He's That's his DJ name. So he's actually a hockey player. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Uh, Drake is helping LeBron James pay it forward while James was in Toronto last week. Everyone's a DJ now, Tara. Everybody can be a DJ. Are you offended by that? I am not offended by that because if you can go out there and you can make money doing it, go for it. Who am I to knock somebody's hustle? Yeah. I think it's cool. Snoop Dogg's a DJ now. You got 
uh, Wiz Khalifa doing DJ sets. You got Shaq Diesel. Like I would, I, I would go to a Shaq Diesel uh, party. Well, look at Paris Hilton. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'd probably still go to the Paris Hilton party. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? It's fun. I know some people are very like they're purists and they get very upset by it. I'm just looking for a good time. If if Shaquille O'Neal's uh, the DJ, I feel like that party is going to be fun. He might not be the most technically sound DJ, but like we're going to have fun with Shaquille O'Neal. Where was I? Uh, Drake is helping LeBron James pay it forward. While James was in Toronto last week, Drake held a dinner where he pledged money and a visit for LeBron's school in Akron, Ohio. Man, I wish I went to this school. It seems super cool. Drake said he uh, was giving back, fueling the soul. He continued, we're going to dedicate a million dollars to the I Promise school, which is amazing. And he said, I'm going to drop it off myself before the school year ends. Not only am I going to give you the money, I'm going to deliver it and make sure he gets there. And he's going to visit with all the kids. He'll be like, it's Drake Day. Drake Day at the I Promise School. (laughs) Special guest. Remember when Drake did all that stuff in the God's Plan video? It's good to see that he's keeping that energy still. I don't know how to say it. Philanthropic? Sounded right to me. It was cool that he fulfilled the promise. Remember he designed like the, they did the OVO gear for the school uniforms for one of the schools in the video. Oh, I forgot about that actually. Yeah, pretty cool. The giving didn't stop there though. Drake and LeBron gave a local high school basketball player and his mother $100,000 to help with Bill. So say that word again. Philanthropic. Yeah. Those were the vibes with Drake and LeBron. Better not be writing this off on his taxes. (laughs) Everything's a write off. (laughs) You just write it off. Mike Tyson and a uh, comedy show audience were put in harm's way by a man trying to meet the former heavyweight champion. Video footage is kind of wild. It shows a man attempting to walk up to Tyson in the middle of a rooftop comedy night in Hollywood. Uh, This happened on Tuesday night. Uh, When the guy was told to leave, he pulled a gun. People started to take cover. Did Mike Tyson take cover? No. He diffused the situation and ended up hugging it out with the guy. That is really scary because I feel like all the time in horror movies, people will be hugging and then the gun goes off and you're like oh my god who got shot I just where was the gun I think you think of Mike Tyson as like this ferocious uh, boxer who's gonna like rip your head off he went in for the love he went in for the hug and now that's a little reverse psychology and diffused the whole situation the man asked Mike not to call the cops on him Uh, witnesses told TMZ that the guy challenged Mike to a fight so he could elevate his status he he wanted to fight Mike Tyson okay Um, diffused situation there scary situation for Miley Cyrus she and her crew were flying to Paraguay when their plane was hit by lightning. Absolutely terrifying. Cyrus posted the scary video and a photo of the damage to the plane on Instagram Wednesday morning. She wrote, my crew, band, friends, and family who were all traveling with me are safe after an emergency landing. I love you. Oh my, I would be throwing up all over the plane if that was happening. The video is so scary. It looks like a movie and then you have to do an emergency landing. I'd be like, this is it. I'm going out. What are you saying to yourself in those final moments? You're like reevaluating everything. Um, I mean, I felt like I've almost had those final moments whenever my plane hits turbulence, like really bad turbulence. And in those moments, I just say, well, this is it. Had a good life. And uh, this is happening. This is how you're prepared. This is how I'm going to go. I actually get very calm. You would not expect it. But I just like I go, oh, I grab the sides of my seat and in my head. I'm like, this is it. I'm not going to I'm going to analyze this a little bit. Uh, I think that maybe like you're so tense and so like type A and like you're very particular with everything. Right. Yeah. So there's. There's, control freak. Yeah, control freak. There's a lot of tension in your life. And at that moment you go, Well, this is out of control. And it's out of my hands. And that like for a split moment in your life, it's just complete <laughs> relaxation because you it's actually bliss. Because you can't control anything. And you're like, Well, this is this is it. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just accept it. So all of the tension and all the stress and everything that I'm sure you're thinking about, what what I got to do when the plane lands, my itinerary, everything that's happening, you're like... It just washes away. I don't need to worry about anything anymore. <laughs> so messed up, that, but that you're onto something. <laughs> that's the best up way to look at it. You're onto something. Um, that's your Dairy Down 30 Made How to Made by Darigo Federal Credit Union. You can save a lot on your car loan by going through a credit union, especially if you use Darigo, darigofcu.com. Hot Radio Maine. Let me explain something to you one time, Hot man. Mornings with Brian DeLon and Tara Fox. Five things you need to know. Madeline Albright, the first female U.S. Secretary of State, has died of cancer. In 2012, God. President Barack Obama awarded Albright the Medal of Freedom, the nation's highest civilian honor, saying her life was an inspiration to all Americans. She was 84. R.I.P. A two-month investigation has led the Maine State Police to execute search warrants at two separate locations belonging to Maine political figure Elliot Cutler. This is an active and ongoing investigation. State police are unable to provide further details at this time. But one of the uh, places, one of the locations is my neighborhood. I want to go like peek in the windows. How have you not already? Speaking of being a detective, I want to go rogue and be my own private investigator and figure out what's going on in the neighborhood. Oh my God. You need to take Lana for a walk strategically and let her sniff outside of their mailbox. There's a scandal in the West End. I've already planned it out. Uh, What's the uh, Selena Gomez show? Oh, I can't. Something in the building. There's a murder in the building or something like that. Murder in the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do my own podcast about the mystery on the West End about this. Well, What's you better, going on? You better hurry up because someone's going to beat you to it. Well, I kind of just threw that idea out there. Break out those binoculars. I hope, I hope somebody does beat me to it so I can listen to it. Park your car. I don't want to do the work. A couple houses away <laughs> after dusk and get those What was the name out. of that show? I watched the entire thing and I can't remember. Was it Murder in the Building? What is it? Murder in the Building? Only Murders in the Building? Only Murders or Only Murderers? Only Murderers in the Building, I think. is Like the hardest word to say. Only Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez, which like on the surface, I was like, this kind of pairing, I don't know if it's going to work, but they were great together. I highly recommend the show. Have you watched it? No. You got to watch it. Do you think I would like it? I think you would like it. I'm not the biggest Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short fan. So like- I saw a major spoiler about that show that's actually ruined murder mysteries for me ever since. What was it? It's going to ruin things for a lot of people, I feel. Nah, do it. Let's do it. Are you sure? Yeah, I want to know. I'm going to be pissed off. Um, anytime you're watching a movie where there's murderers, the murderer will never have an iPhone. What do you mean? Apple will not let movie sets use their products if there's a negative connotation. And then I always know who the murderer is because they are never seen with an iPhone or they have an Android. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So murderers use Androids. In this show. Well, it's in real life too. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a study done. <laughs> Never trust a person um, with an Android. They have green text. They're going to kill you. No. I, so for this show with Selena Gomez, someone tweeted and was like, how I knew so-and-so wasn't the murderer is because they didn't, they were never seen with an with any Apple products. And I was like, you're oh, joking. How they knew that they were the murderers because they were never Were seen. or were not. It goes both ways. And I, ever since I saw that tweet, I've been mad. I've been so mad. Wow. Mind blown. Like back in time, like right now I'm rewatching all the Scream movies and in the Scream 4, they're all, they all have iPhones, so I'm like, none of them are the killer. Well, Elizabeth Holmes can't be a murderer then because she waited in line for the iPhone and the dropout. <laughs> she did. She's not a murderer. She's just a bad person. <laughs> 
Listen, I'm, don't ruin it for me. Right now, I don't think she's that bad of a person. I'm only on episode three or four. Okay, well, that's like literally history, so it's your own fault. I don't want to know the story, all right? I knew nothing Pop about culture, it. culture, news. I knew nothing about it going into it. A new citizen, <laughs> five things. A new citizen initiative in Bar Harbor would let voters decide whether to put a cap on the number of visitors coming from cruise ships in any given day. How can they do that? Uh, if approved, the town would cap the number of daily cruise ship visitors at a thousand, regardless of how many ships are important. They'll just grab one of the uh, doormen from the uh, old port, stand them out there with a little clicker. We've reached a thousand. No more can come ashore. Can you imagine paying to go on a cruise to Bar Harbor that stops at Bar Harbor in the first place and then you go to get off and stretch your legs and they're like, no, actually, we can't let you on land. I think the people at Bar Harbor were like, you know what? Our nice little town was pretty calm through the pandemic without all of these cruise ships coming in and they're getting a little nervous. Why? You would think that they would love the tourism. I think the tourism was great last year for everybody, for them specifically, and they didn't have the, the cruise ships. So now that they're- That is so main. Now they're, they're thinking, thinking we're, we're good, actually. Yeah, we, we're, we don't need any extra money. <laughs> we don't need the tourism. You guys actually just stay home. Uh, state lawmakers have passed a bill that allows retailers to sell to-go alcoholic beverages until March 30th, 2025. So they didn't say permanently, but they did extend it to March 30th, 2025. Uh, the bill still awaits a signature or veto from Governor Janet Mills. Most likely she'll sign that. And, uh, and kinda, drink up. Kind of fitting news for today, National Cocktail Day. Mm-hmm. You said that your go-to cocktails, the pain killer i went with the negroni if we're being fancy and i like to get the uh to go negronis over at lazari i love the fact that you can get to go drink i so. like high rollers painkiller so they better bring it back this year for summer i felt like a rebel i would get the high roller painkiller and then because it's like a little slushy because they do the frozen ones i would just like walk around the streets and i'm like is it a slush or is All it right, an alcohol well, drink don't ruin it for everyone but it did look like a slushy one last story <laughs> This uh, this uh, this is police are gonna start start checking the. They're gonna be at the at the high roller doors and making sure that the straw is not in the drink when you leave the building. Yeah, uh, Connor and Connor. I don't really know where I was trying to go with that. Connor and Seamus Collins of Bowdoin are credited with stepping in after noticing the driver of their school bus was experiencing a medical emergency. We talked about this uh, wild story. What would you have done in that scenario? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Connor I Collins. Have, I would have been frozen in fear. Connor grabbed the wheel, pulled the bus to the side of the road. Seamus called the police and helped calm down the other kids. Uh, Seamus would have been calming you down, being like, hey, Tara, it's going to be okay. I wouldn't have been make, I would have. I would have been silent. Me and Big Bro got and this. done nothing. Well, well, this is pretty cool. Patriots owner Robert Kraft called the boys over Zoom on Tuesday and had a special invitation for them. Connor and Seamus. Hi. You guys are unbelievable. Our team told me what you did there. You guys really caught an audible. Yeah. You're very brave and special, and we um, we respect and admire what you did and how courageous you both were. So we wondered if we could invite you to the opening game this year, get you tickets, whether you would be willing to come. Yeah, thank you. Well, that's great. We love fans like you, and um, we think you're pretty special, both of you. And um, I'm very sorry about Mr. McDougal and what happened, but you guys stepped in and made it very special. Thank you very much. It means a lot. 
Thank you. Pretty cool experience for the uh, sure for the kids. I don't know if I would have been able to have a conversation with an adult like that when I was a kid. Well, you also wouldn't have been able to stop the bus. Exactly. And pull over exactly. The side. We don't have a lot in common. But yeah. So, uh, pretty cool experience for them. And according to the Patriots, that these kids have never seen a game at Gillette, and they're big Patriots fans, so it'll be a great experience for them to open the season. And that's five things you need to know. It's Hot Radio Maine. Hot mornings with Brian Lawn and Tara Fox. We do the quick mixes with the throwbacks at the end of each hour. I select the music for that. But we let Tara pick out one throwback every throwback Thursday. We call it Tara's TBT. What are we thinking? What are we doing for today's Tara's TBT? Today, I want to go way, way back. All the way back to 2015. Yeah, usually they're not uh, They're not like 80s or 90s or 2000s. They're no. 2010s. No, I like, I like my throwbacks to be like when I was like... Living my best life. Hey, a throwback uh, for everybody has In a the different last decade. Yeah, it's always a fun question to ask somebody what year do throwbacks start because somebody my age will laugh at the fact that this is a throwback. I know. But I always explain. People my age are always like, oh my God, I used to party to this song all the time. This is a college song or this was something that you, you know, got your license to or, you know, something that you listened to in middle school. You had your first kiss at Make Out Point to. No. Um, So the song is called Good For You by Selena Gomez and ASAP Rocky. It came out in 2015. I had just finished freshman year of college and I'd be riding around in the summer going to my summer job blasting this song singing all the words and I think that summer I just want to look good for you was the caption of every main girl's Instagram selfie the amount of times you saw that on the daily and it's an amazing song I have not heard it in a very long time we were talking about Selena Gomez earlier so let's let's play some Selena Gomez today all right let's do it let's go for it so what were you 20 21 when the song came out absolutely not I was probably 19 <laughs> Absolutely not. You acted like I was like 30 years off. It was I said, I said I was 20. A, I said I just finished my freshman my freshman year. I'm I'm very young for my age actually. I was a senior in college. I was the last of all my friends to turn 21. All right, so you were like 18, 19 then. 18. I actually you're right. I was 18. I hadn't even turned 19 yet. I was a baby. All right, here it is. Uh 18-year-old uh Taro is jamming out to Selena Gomez, ASAP Rocky. Good for you. Tara's TBT. Where were you on the way? Where were you driving when you were listening? Portland Pie. The Portland Pie. I had to clock in and I was late. Your shift's about to start. Come on. I'm 14 carats. I'm 14 carats. Trust me, I. That bring you back? Yes, I'm probably going to have to listen to that six times today. Selena Gomez, ASAP Rocky right Such there. Such a good song. Good for you. 18-year-old Tara on her way. Were you a hostess or a waitress? Uh, I think I was a waitress by that point. Waitress at Portland Pie. And I was always running late. And I remember there was no AC in my car. It was my first car. And I would shower before work and then drive to work, blasting that song with all the windows down so that the wind would dry my hair before I got to work. <laughs> The struggle. The memory is a throwback. It'll put you right back to that time and place as soon as you hear it. I know. I remember. I oh, was... my God. Your hair is wet all of a sudden. How did that happen? <laughs> it's magic. The magic of a throwback. I was struggling so much back then. Like, I literally had no money. I was a bro- broke college kid. But those were some of the best summers of my life. Love my it. livelihood. Love it. Hot mornings with Brian DeLon and Tara Fox. The end of Maury Povich. The end of an era 
The Maury Show. 30-year run. It was a good run. He was talking to Entertainment Tonight, and uh, he brought up one memorable paternity test. Uh, this is crazy. A woman accused a man of being the father of her twins. I say, you're the father of one, but not the other. And I look at my staff and go, what? How is that possible? Uh, they said it's a one in a million shot, according to scientists, with fraternal twins. If someone is pretty active over a 24 to 48 hour period, you can have two fathers. So he said that that was the most memorable uh, paternity test that he's done oh on the show. Oh my God. And I thought my family tree was complicated. <laughs> Imagine those kids being like, well, we're fraternal twins, but we're half siblings. Right? What the heck? Trying to explain that. And uh, to add to that story, uh, our mom found out on the show called Maury. It's not on air anymore, but it's a show Crazy. called <laughs> Maury. That's what they have to tell people. 30 year run. I'm sure that there was a lot of wild stories. He said he was done six years ago. He said six years ago, I was ready to retire, but my NBC Universal family asked me to continue the show even though I told them I was ready for assisted living. Oh, but he said out of loyalty, geez. out of loyalty to NBC Universal and my more than a hundred staff and crew members, I agreed to one more deal. So that's why he kept it going for uh, another six years. Let this man relax. Because he didn't want to, uh, all these people, a hundred staff members for that show, that's a lot of jobs that they're going to have to go out there and find a new show. They've been on it for forever at this point. <laughs> that's true. I was just thinking of like, him. But Maury needs the end. He needs to just He's like, my time has come. Like, I'm uh, I'm done doing paternity tests. Well, that they gave him, what was it, like what, a year, like a season? Like, they should have had time. So that's how the Kardashians did it. Yeah, they one last. That one last season. One last hurrah. 